We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. We're back, and I'm your host, Carlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Woo! Brian's in, a ho- City. Brian's in a hotel in Chicago, so he's on his little AirPods, you know. We're all, we're all good. We're all Gucci. And we have our statistician and Photoshopper back from Morocco, Christian Hernandez. What's going on? You look tired, man. I'm pretty exhausted, but pretty I'm deep. here for you guys. We're here to give you basketball coverage. We got playoff talk. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to scrounge together some heat talk. We have the draft coming up, the draft lottery. Uh, Brian, do you have Tankathon loaded? Should have asked you this pre-show. Uh, I can take me one second and get it up. We got yeah. Yes, while I you do, do. I, eight days until the lottery, guys. Eight days. Eight days. So, by the way, let's have a quick announcement. Um, well, as you all know, we are part of the Five Reasons Sports Network, started by Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham. You can check out our family of shows from the Dolphins, Three Yards Per Carry, Two Swings and Mishes, to all the great stuff on our network. So check all that out. So a net, as us, the network, we're throwing a watch party for the NBA Draft Lottery. Uh, I told Ethan not to, but Ethan said we're going to do a draft lottery. So we're going to do a draft lottery watch party. Um T- location TBA. Uh, I'm pretty sure, 90% sure, it's going to be at the um, at the Tap 42 in Aventura. Um, but you'll keep an eye out for that. We're going to we're going to be tweeting that. So check out our social media at MIA Heatbeat on Twitter and Instagram to kind of get an update on what we're going to do. The show is going to be out there. Ethan's going to be out there. Five Reasons Sports is going to be out there. We're going to have T-shirt giveaways. We're going to have prizes. We're going to have all sorts of cool stuff for you as we watch the Heat. Hopefully, get a top pick, Brian. According to Tankathon, right now, what pick would Miami Heat get? 
The Heat have the 13th pick. I have the 13th pick. Okay, so let's let's hope Cleveland that it's not got that. Number one. What the? Who got number one? Cleveland. Write that down. The oh. Lakers jumped up <laughs> number. The Cle- the Lakers jumped up to number three. So actually, speak, speaking of the Lakers, we can actually talk a little bit about the Heat, how the Lakers are interviewing Juwan Howard for that position. Very and good, it, and they're announcing Ty, Ty Lue as a new coach like yeah, so, an hour ago. That just got broken. So Ty, Ty Lue is looking like he's going to be the head coach of the Lakers. Is it official yet, Brian? Yahoo is reporting that he's expected to be the new head coach. So yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone's been everyone's been thrilled. So that means Juwan gets to stay. Which I guess is good, right? Like, I don't know how to, like, uh, how do we feel about that? Are we just happy or do we just yawn? Yeah, like. Do we care about assistant coaches? Like, how do we I don't, feel? I don't really know enough about how this works to, like, to, like, have a serious comment, I guess. But I, I don't know if, like, Jawan right now is in that stage where he's, he's a top assistant with the Heat. And usually this is the time where if, if there are guys who people think have the ability to be a head coach in this league, eventually kind of, you know, start giving an opportunity. And I guess you see how he's, you know, been interviewing for a few jobs of late. And, you know, so in that sense, like what happens if he never gets a job after like a few years of doing this. Does that, that good? Is that for him? Like, I, but see, I don't know how this works. Like, like I would imagine that more experience is always a good thing. I mean, look at Pop. Like, he's out there. How old is Pop? I don't even know how Pop is. Pop's like in his in his almost seventy, I believe. He's. I'm looking this up because I don't want to. You know, age is a funny thing in the in in that range. Like, I've seen eighty year olds that look like sixty year olds. He's seventy years old. Seventy years old. He looks good. Yeah, I mean, he still seems very sharp, and it's like, so, but, yeah. I think that kind of, like, this whole thing really highlighted to me that, and it does happen a lot this season, and this happens a lot in the playoffs, too. So, like, we're watching, like, Nick Nurse, like, totally botch rotations and, like, doing weird stuff and, like, not playing Gasol against Embiid. Like, he, well, that was corrected in Game 4. But, like, it, like, a lot of weird stuff, like, a lot of good coaches. Well, I guess Nurse is not, like, a reputation good coach, but Brad Stevens has done, like, some weird stuff that people are like, what are you doing? Like, and I guess it kind of shows that, like, no coach is going to be ever, like, 100%, like, on the money all the time and this season like there was i think the noise around spo was the loudest it's been would you say like is that fair like the fan base like really got on spo like pretty much the hardest i think since the first lebron year i don't know i mean there's loud, there's, there's, there's some parts of the fan base that have honestly never really liked spo that much um but and a lot of his accolades, I guess, come from the fact that he had three All Stars come to his team. Um, but, but he's, I mean, he's, still, he's I mean, always he's still had a top ten defense. Like he's like always like, good for a top ten. Exactly. Defense. He has a calling card, which is very important for any coach in the league. Like you have to be at least close to great or great in at least one aspect of the game. Um, you know, and, and something about his defense and his defense now that I find super interesting, especially watching the playoffs now, like the playoffs have been so, so switch heavy, right? So like the Bucks are not a team that switch a lot. Like they're kind of the outlier. They like play more, but kind of heat defense where they drop Lopez in, in the drop zone. But like the Heat are not a very switch heavy team, despite having the personnel that could theoretically do it. Now they do do it. Um, but, you know, watching the playoffs, I really like the Heat have a lot of 
very versatile defenders and they still run kind of like a different like it's kind of cool to watch right so like a lot of teams are playing similar defensive schemes and you have somebody like Miami who's kind of playing like a more traditional way throwing in switches throwing in traps um and I don't know it's like I don't think Spolster gets enough credit for what he does on that end I do think that sometimes like the spotations and everything like yeah I, I can see some merit to that and there's some stubbornness in what he does but when you just look at the totality of what he does and how creative his defensive sets are, that you know that the Heat have been really injured, they're kind of undermanned, they have a lot of older players, and you watch like what the best teams in the leagues are doing, the best teams in the league are doing. It's not like like Miami's right up there doing it differently, and I think that's really interesting. And that's like stuck out to me watching the playoffs. Did you just call them spotations? Yeah, spotations. We that's a that's a Heat Twitter thing. You've never heard that. I feel like you're the only one that's ever said that. <laughs> no, that's a thing, no. right? I mean, I've I've seen people use it. I mean, yeah, it's usually like around the third or fourth quarter when Spo decides that a group is either working or not working and does something outside of the usual that usually doesn't end up doing any good. But, you know, I mean, there's always occasions where, where lineups can be frustrating, especially when you just have a lot of – <laughs> a lot of lack of offense. No, or I'm just going to say a lot of inconsistent players. A lot of not can, shooting. Can, can lead you to, to <laughs> dark places, I suppose. Well, you know, now that we're talking about inconsistent players, I think now, you know, now we can pivot to this series that everyone knows that I want to talk about, Raptor Sixers. Oh, right? No, no, but hold Kyle on. So, wait, wait, wait. Kyle Lowry is ass. Let's get that out of the way. Kyle Lowry, I'm a Kyle Lowry apologist. We're, we'll get into Kyle in a second. I do want to talk about Jimmy Butler, though, right? Because, like, I think a lot of conversation on the timeline has been like, oh, that he could have had him for Jay Ritz. Like, look, he's so good. And and Jimmy Butler is obviously a very good player, right? Like, we, we, I, I don't think... I don't think what we're watching right now in Philadelphia, you know, Jimmy Butler take over fourth quarter is playing really well. I, I don't think that that's, like, surprising to us. I mean, we knew that, right? And I, he's best, and, and he's the best player in the fourth quarter in clutch time situations. In what the last couple of years, Chris? What was that story that just came out from ESPN or not even ESPN? Uh, Tom Abisher, I think. I was like, yeah, that that's the, that in the playoffs statistically. I, I suppose that he was probably using the clutch statistic. I'm not gonna lie. I just saw the headline and didn't read it. I was definitely guilty of of that on that one. So I don't know specifically how he. Um, how he put that together, but I imagine he used something like that, and it showed that Jimmy Butler was the most efficient player in those situations in the playoffs. So it's a pretty strong argument for it. But like, well, my thing is like, okay, like we knew Jimmy was good, but I just and I kind of want to go back to this. Like, I just don't think that that was the best situation for Miami, considering that he was going to have to get maxed this summer, right? So if you trade for him, you trade Kelly, Josh, and a pick, right? So you start emptying your assets. You don't really create cap space. You get rid of an asset that you would have used to dump a contract to get, like, cap space, right? So what you're going to be stuck with is Jimmy Butler, Justice Winslow, Bam, uh, not even Kelly, James Johnson, with no room to get better, right? Yeah, so like, but... <sighs> The and then you, you have this guy, Max, have- at 30 years old with Thibodeau minutes. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know he's good, right? But, like, if you put Jimmy Butler on the heat, minus Jay Rich, minus Kelly, minus a pick, are they better than Indiana? 
What are they, I mean, a five or six seed? Like, I mean, probably, because so they would have the best player in the series. You're emptying assets? You're emptying your two of your most valuable assets for a five seed and a first round out? Five I or mean, six seed? Like, really? I mean, what what was what have we been talking about since we signed all these contracts to these, like, you know, middle-of-the-road players? We've been talking about that we need, like, a blue-chip guy, a, like a true star to build around. And even at age 30, like regardless of the contract situation, Jimmy Butler is that guy because he's an animal. But then and how do you, how do you, how do you add around him? How do you add around him? What do you mean? You already have pieces around him. What you need, what this team lacks is a true number one player, an alpha, somebody who's, it's going to be him. Like you, there's no having to question like who's going to be taking the shot at the end of the game. You know who it's going to. You, it's going to be his show and that's what this team needs especially offensively and he can do everything like that's that's why like you're, you're seeing it right now he's showing himself as the most valuable player to that philadelphia team like coming up big in the biggest moments that's what this heat team lacked yeah, this but team they're still a three seed a four or five seed if they had traded for jimmy butler and uh, if it had been richardson olenic and a first so you're saying so like so now so what are we talking about? We're talking about capped out at a four or five seed with no reasonable way to get better. Uh, well, here, here's the, here's a scenario. We're already capped so, out, Gianni. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but what I'm saying is out. that. But what I'm saying well, is think, that. Think about you this can, way. Think about think, think about it this way. So the Heat trade for Jimmy Butler and uh, before his agency kicks in. Technically, he's going to make. Let's say he makes between thirty thirty five. How much is Kelly and Jay Rich making together? Close to 30 themselves. If you add in another player, whatever that first round pick would be, you're basically talking about $30 million combined. So it's almost like an even out. What the Heat are going to get in the following off season is cap space to play around and possibly move someone like Dion and get us another max player that they could add on the team. So could you imagine if the Heat had Jimmy Butler they could actually probably put themselves in the room for Anthony Davis if they wanted to. I don't. I don't see how they would be able to create the cap space for Anthony Davis. They would be able to because Hassan and Goron are rocking out. Or yeah, not but, rocking out. They're, they're, they're yeah, but those contracts that were so bad, you know, a year or two ago, are now much more palatable. Okay, but yeah, the, the thing with the thing with Goron and Hassan, like, so let's say they they opt in, right? So Goron and Hassan opt in, and. And then they they come off the books, or even if they opt out, you're only creating about ten million dollars in cap space. That's this year. I'm talking about the following off season. Yeah, but it's, it's still in the following off season. It's even less cap space because everyone others contract raises a, like annually, right? So like then they come off the books. You're only creating like ten to fifty million dollars in cap space, which is like not really any significant cap space. The Ryan yeah, Anderson but, deal is the one that you really need to come off. And then at that right. point, you can start getting closer to opening a max. And then you have to right. start attaching picks to dump a Dion. But you already gave one pick to get Jimmy Butler. Right. So and you're his, talking so about... All those three contracts... Well, hold on. But you're talking about two years down the line, right? So now right, we're, we're further... Before. So now Jimmy Butler's thirty two, almost thirty three years old. That's, I'm that's it's too late now. There's there's no point of, of getting. I mean, if you want to get him now, then you're gonna. No, but have that's, to that's that was my point off. when they didn't make the trade. Like well, they no, would not they realistically, they would not realistically be able to like do anything reasonable until he's like like already thirty two, almost thirty three years old. And at that point, what you're gonna build around like people are gonna come to play with a thirty three year old? Like they're gonna tether themselves to that. That's 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 my point. Like I think that. 
if you're gonna trade your like best assets you you wait until something probably more uh adept for your situation comes along i just i i know that jimmy's a really good player uh, I just didn't think that that was the right move for this organization because of the kind of circumstances around him. And I know that it's like, it's funny to make jokes because like he's going off in the series and he's playing really well. And, but like at the end of the day, and like there could be a lot of change in the Eastern conference. Kyrie Irving might leave. Um, Kawhi Leonard might go West. Like there's a lot that could change in the conference. So yeah, like talking about it, just like, Oh, it might be a four seed. It's, it's a little silly because you know, people can change things can shift and then whatever. But I don't know. I just didn't feel like that was like the best situation for them. Gianni, let me let me ask you something. Do you think that it, how you see them, you know, their career shaping out, you know, assuming that they continue to improve, that Justice Winslow and Bam Adebayo could be the second and third best players on a championship team? Mm, probably not, and I'll tell you why. I do. I don't like. I don't see Bam as a guy, and we talked about this a little bit with Nikias. Right, like Jokic is offense, right? Like Jokic is the offensive system. With other players like Marcus Saul and and like Chris Bosch. Well, I'm Chris Bosch is probably like a little like too offensively talented, but like a guy like Marcus Saul, you can run your offense through them, which Bam can probably be that guy because he's such a good passer and he could do so many like cool things on the elbow or whatever. But I just I don't see Bam as a guy that can be a consistent scoring threat. And I think the Raptors are a good team to look at, right? Like, they have a lot of good players. Like, everybody knows how much I f- feel about Kyle Lowry and how high I am on Marcus Gasol. But in reality, like, the only other, like, legitimate scoring threat is Kawhi, right? Like, Pascal's been neutralized. So you don't really have, like, a go-to scorer. And I really think that in this league and the way it's going, I don't think that you can just have, like, one guy that, like that's a your scorer and then everybody else around you like compliments it like i just i i don't think that you can do that so that'd be my thing with bam and justice i ne- i don't think they'll ever be like these really good wing scorers uh, okay uh, i'm not sure what you were talking about with, with siacom like you, you he's averaging 21 points per game on 50 percent from the field who like who exactly is shutting him down no but since since they made the adjustment of putting Embiid on him he's been horrible well didn't isn't he also hurt well, he got hurt the last game, but the two games prior, like after game one, he's been bad. Like he's been legitimately bad and they've been outscored in, in Pascal minutes. Like it's it's not a small thing. Like the And that's been like, honestly, a really good adjustment by Brent Brown. Moving Embiid on him, putting Simmons on Kawhi, and then they're putting um they're, they're put Tobias Harris on Marcus Gasol because Marcus Gasol is like not shooting enough. So he's not really punishing them. So they're just, they're giving up the size and they'll say, if Marcus Gasol wants to post us up to beat us, go ahead. Like, and they're not, the Raptors aren't doing it. So like, well, that's kind of, Gasol doesn't really like to post up. Too, too he much. doesn't. And, and like, but the fact that he can shoot over Tobias is not a small thing, but, but Gasol's like not last game was like one of the first games that he's been aggressive shooting the ball. The Raptors, by the way, are shooting 30% uh, on three for the series. It was like 29% for the series, which is just like horrid. And if you subtract Kawhi, it's like 23% from three. They've been dreadful shooting the ball. Danny Green is like been abysmal. Um, Kawhi, uh, Kyle is the only one that's like trying to shoot, but it's not going well. And he's like the other, he's the second best shooter. Uh, Pascal has been like not good from three. So like they're, they're really struggling. Um, and a lot of those Philly adjustments are are because of that. I mean, the the size that Embiid has been put on Pascal has been like a a thing 
that's I mean, like really disrupted them. You know, that's that's playoff basketball. I mean, Johnny, you were the one that posted that that stati- that little GIF statistic showing how just about every star in the league gets noticeably worse from the field in the Not playoffs, Kawhi. with the exception of two guys. It was Kawhi and Kyrie. Kyrie only stayed the same. You know, Kawhi Dwayne Wade also. So I actually want to reference that. So. Um, I gotta find the I gotta find the Twitter account, the Instagram account, because that's a that's a graph from a five thirty eight. Chris Paul, I think, not Kyrie, that stayed the same. Chris Paul and Kyrie stayed the same. Oh, um, they both stayed the same, yeah. Yeah. So let me let me pull up this Instagram account because they um okay, so um at l l e w e l l y n underscore gene g e a n. So they're a writer for five thirty eight, and they have this really cool Instagram account. Um, I'll put it in the description of the episode where they have like cool, like moving graphs or whatever. Um, and then they put, they, they put one about tr- true shooting percentage for their player's career in the playoffs versus the regular season. And everybody in the, in the playoffs, like all the stars completely like get worse Embiid and Westbrook in particular, just fall off a cliff. Uh, Ka- Kawhi Leonard, on the other hand, makes a total jump. And Kyrie Irving and Chris Paul stay pretty neutral. Uh, and then I, I kind of did some digging to see like what Dwayne Wade's numbers look like, and uh, Dwayne Wade says exactly the same. He's like at fifty five percent in regular season true shooting, and then fifty five in the playoffs. So, or fifty eight. I don't remember the exact number, but I thought that was pretty cool that D Wade was one like the, the few guys that just like completely same production. He is consistent. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it's it shouldn't be surprising though that that players in general shoot worse in the playoffs because. In the playoffs is when players tend to care much more about defense and the closeouts are harder. And you more play aggressive. better teams. Yeah. And no, exactly. And, and better teams always, at least these days, tends to imply you're facing teams with good size and length and the ability to disrupt. I thought the Dwayne stat was interesting because I know that in the latter part of his big three days, you know, especially the last, the last, the last uh, series with the big three, like his, he was hurt. Right, so like the the during the 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 first and second championships, like he was playing with like a really bad knee. Uh, if you guys remember, he took a he had a DMP rest in the playoffs against the Bucks one year. I don't know if we remember that. Well, because it was those Bucks. It was those. It was Brandon Jennings Bucks at six when uh, I suppose like DMP rests, like you know load management in the playoffs. So I'm surprised that despite like oh no poor Celtics. Oh yeah, they're they're not. It's over. After Paul Pierce said the series oh was God. over. And the Bucks are doing this with Giannis Middleton and Bledsoe on the bench. You've got to be joking me. You know, I thought it was interesting. So Zach Lowe was talking about this on his podcast about George Hill and um, and Rodney Hood leaving LeBron and suddenly looking like good basketball players again. Uh, I mean... I, I Like, is that... that are we... Are we what, at that point? What Kevin Durant said might have a whole lot of truth to it. That there's a toxicity around LeBron and it's hard to play with him. I can see it. I can. I don't know, man. I, I just. I thought it was kind of. I mean, Rodney Hood in particular. Rodney Hood is. I know that he hasn't shot well. This series has been a little different, but like Rodney Hood, big ass shots down the stretch, contributing in a big way to a Portland team that has Lillard struggling a little bit. Which that series has been crazy. Have you guys been able to like watch that series? Yeah, that, that, I haven't watched it four overtime. It's been Morocco. nuts. They you didn't know, have much ESPN in Morocco. No, they were they weren't no. talking about about Jokic. 
Sick playing 60 minutes. Did you guys see that? Um, no, they love the soccer over there. Dude, did you guys see that free kick by Messi? Yes, I did. Everyone no. was tired. Oh, my God. I, famously... I was sitting at the bar. I had just like, gotten my first drink after like 11 hours on a bus that day. And, God, that was incredible. Did you guys watch Endgame? No. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we do an Endgame show and then a Game of Thrones show? I want to talk about Game of Thrones. Can we talk about Game of Thrones? Yeah, I'm I'm down because there's been a ton of criticism around. It. Okay, so I haven't seen I haven't seen this week's episode yet. I was flying, so I'm gonna watch that when this podcast is over. I'm gonna try to. I sneak. haven't seen it either. But, but uh, yeah. well, if I'm the I mean, no, but I just want to talk about Game of Thrones in general, like the social phenomenon that is Game of Thrones. So, oh, okay, all right. I I don't watch Game of Thrones, right? Like I've never seen Game of Thrones, and I I started watching season seven, the last episode. That's when I started watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I've watched from that point every episode until this one because I, I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, and, and basically just because I want to do social hour with my friends because they have watch parties and drink wine. And I, and I was like, I want to do that. That looks like fun. Why am I not going over to my friend's house at his, his penthouse in Brickle? And why are we not drinking wine on a balcony watching Game of Thrones? Why am I not doing that? So... I did that, and I'm That's like, "That's a very Miami thing to do." Oh my god, it's so great, dude! I was like, "What was it? Was this a life?" Uh, so I just wanted to be part of Social Hour, and now I'm part of the memes. And honestly, like, I, I can't think of anything like this. That I wake up the next day and I turn on Twitter, regardless of whatever account I'm on, and everyone's talking about this and making jokes. And I was like, "This is wonderful!" Like, everybody's talking. Like, literally, everybody is talking about it. It's because you have millions of people that are all emotionally invested in the same thing, you know. At work, it's, dude. It's, at work, it's like everybody, like, oh, they're talking about the episode, and they're talking about, like, you know, they're talking about Targaryens and dragons, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, you're grown men. Like, what are you doing? You watch anime. A, you, you can't talk. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. As someone who watches anime, I, I I don't get why this is what's decided to be the most popular thing ever. I mean, it's not that I don't. It's a, it's not really being forced on anybody. Although I kind of am forcing it on my girlfriend right now. Does she like um, it? I think she, she does because she's like I can tell she's at least somewhat engaged when she's like asking questions and stuff like that. And oh, I try not to ask questions. I don't, I don't want to disturb. Well, again, the Thrones, the amount of like lore and backstory that, that, uh, that Martin built like behind this universe is ridiculous. So if you really wanted to know like all the nuance of what's going on, you could, but you'd have to go read a, a whole bunch of stuff. Do you like, do you like what, so a lot of people are being super critical of the show right especially like last episode i saw like people were critical of just the tactics and the writing of the tactics or whatever apparently apparently all the episodes at least like the summaries of them have leaked so people know what the ending of the show is people aren't happy about how it's gonna end oh really that leaked i didn't know that i missed that yeah it's leaked on reddit apparently they leaked already the last episode before it aired and everything that was on that leak came true so they can't be happy. Say, yeah, leave you to say that everything else is probably true too. Well, I imagine I, they I, might have a couple endings rec- like filmed, and then they might they might swap out the endings. Could be, right? Because there's probably like a couple ways to end it. So, like, did I guess, huh? Did they film like two endings for How I Met Your Mother? Did they? They picked a bad one then. 
they filmed two endings for Breaking Bad, but the, the other one was kind of a funny uh, alternate ending. It was uh, so Brian Cranston waking up, up as, his, as his character and um, Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle, which is funny. Have you seen that? Chris? Uh, that is funny. I've seen it. It's really funny. And he's like, he's like, I was a, I was a drug dealer and Jesse, and I was always in my underwear and. <laughs> That's incredible. I gotta send it to you. It's really funny. Um, but I mean, Brian, have you like kept up with the show like this whole time, or yeah. like when did you start? I I, I kind of started late last year. Okay, I, so you're new to I, it. I, I, had, I had to watch a lot of it. Yeah, like, I didn't. Binge, I basically binge watched most of the seasons. I know the Caius is like crazy. I'm gonna ask the Caius if he can come single, on to talk about this. He watched gonna... every single season like two weeks. Yeah, and then I'm sure he saw the last episode, so so at least me and him could kind of like talk about how we feel about some of the things that happened. Although I guess I don't want to ruin it for you guys. You guys like haven't watched it. No, no, no yeah, no. I, I'm gonna watch it as soon as I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna so, watch it as soon as this ends. I, I really want to. Uh, I really want to sneak. At least like I want to try to watch half the episode before uh, before uh, Rockets Warriors. I'm actually super excited for that. But yeah, like it, it feels like a really cool like cultural phenomenon that I'm a part of. And even though I haven't been with this, like I'm just learning people's names, right? So like I know I like Sansa. Sansa's cool. I like her. Um, I like Cersei. Cersei's cool. I like her. Uh, I like who's the guy that that keeps trying to get with the with the with the lady who's the knight. I like him. He's funny. Oh, um, oh uh, J- Jamie! No, 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 yeah. no, no. J- J- Jamie, Jamie, Cersei's oh, brother. Tor- are you talking about Tormund? Yeah, yeah, Tormund. I like him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I stand. I stand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think Sansa's my favorite. Oh, Arya, obviously, Arya, Arya out here. Ooh, I, I, you know, they actually had a pretty cool Game of Thrones event in Chicago at a AT and T flagship store downtown, and I was able to like take pictures around uh, different props that they actually used for the show and costumes. But the cool thing they had was actually they had a photo op of the throne. So I think that was pretty fucking cool. Nice. Who do we who do we have do we have a let's let's do playoff predictions. Who's gonna get the throne? Who's gonna get the throne this year? Who's gonna get the throne? I don't think Golden State's gonna win. No, not the NBA. (laughs) Game of Thrones. We're doing what are we? We do we Cersei in seven, you know, how do we feel? Oh, okay. Um, Let's see. Sansa's Uh, my dark horse. I'm gonna go with Sansa's like, you know, it'd be like if the magic won. I'm gonna go wild card. I'm gonna go Bram. Oh my god! Who would Bram be? Who would the Bram equivalent be? Would that be uh, would that be the Blazers or the Bucks? Probably. Yeah, and I think the Blazers is actually pretty good. I think like so suck. is Bram represented by the Blazers here. How do you feel, Chris, about the analogy? It's perfect, honestly. I think so. I think with John, who's who would be the Warriors? Would that be Daenerys or John? Uh. Like who'd be the favorite? Like if if we were doing odds, like who's the favorite? There's not, there's not a snake house, is there? Oh yeah, well I don't want to I don't want to spoil the next episode for you guys, but she she might just blow a three one lead. So I, I might, I've we, heard we, that we, it's, we might be comparing her to Daenerys. It's not, it's not looking good for Danny. It's not looking good for Danny. Let me see if there are Vegas odds for the Iron Throne. There has oh, to be, there's right? There's got to be for the Iron. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a popular Google search. Okay, the odds have been set. The cur- Okay, when was this written? Let me see. Let's let's see when this article was written. This article. Okay. Can the Celtics be the Night King? Okay, so this is on Odd Shark. So we're looking at Odd Shark. Ooh, Warriors. Damn, Golden State. Houston minus one. Really? Okay. I'm sorry, that was like on the side here. Let me see. Okay, so Jon Snow is the betting favorite right now. 
at plus 135. Brand Stark at plus 450. Daenerys oh, Targaryen at plus 550. Do it. What's Sansa at? Let me see. Sansa, can I bet on Sansa? Tormar is at plus 15,000. I might, I might do that, dude. Gambling is amazing. Ooh, oh let's... my god, Gilly at plus a hundred thousand. <laughs> I've heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard that the ending is is so like shocking that people are pissed are going to be pissed off because. Oh my too- god, we need insider trading information. Okay. That's all I know. I haven't read what actually was spoiled on on Reddit. Arya Stark. People may be pissed off. Is plus fourteen hundred. Okay, I think that's good value. I think that is good value. I think that's good value. Okay, so do John and Daenerys have a child? No. Okay, but the John and Daenerys' child but is plus twelve hundred. Wait, what? Yeah, it says. I guess the, there's a, an unborn child is plus twelve hundred. Well, technically, yeah, she's supposed to be pregnant, but we don't know for sure if she's lying or not. Okay. Um. Wow, I cannot <laughs> believe that there are odds. I, I love how Bran is is second. I don't. I, you know what? I don't think. I think John's bad value. I don't think he's gonna get it. He but doesn't. No, but I, I need to know where the Night King is. The Night King's not here. Oh, I mean, I'm be on there. Fan. I feel like that could be that could be the wild card. Is there I like really? A... I want the Gendry Arya ending. So I'm. I think Gendry at plus seven fifty is pretty solid value. Why is he so Could high? You... That's that's a lot. Like over Arya. Chris. Well, be, Chris. because he'd be Chris. like if the argue what? Could you imagine if the Night King came back and that's it? That's the end of the show. Oh, wait, wait. Are there betting odds on the Night King? There aren't. That's the thing. So I'm oh, looking so and I don't see like, the Night King. He's, he's gone, gone. But he's supposed to be dead and everyone that's dead comes back. Oh, dude. Jaqen Hakkar at plus 10,000. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, if the Night King comes back, I had it first. Who's the hound? Isn't that the dog? Yes. Why is the, no, the, why no, is the dog? That's not the dog. That's, that's the dude who he was pretty much like the person who helped Ari become who she became. He's okay. burned face man. Well, they're plus 12500. So that's that. Yeah, this is um wow. The odds of as of wow. I'm very interested in this. I think Ari is good value. Yeah. Cersei Cersei's plus 2000. Yeah, she's definitely dead. I don't know, dude. I would like it if it ended with her winning. I like when bad guys win. Yeah, so the, uh, you know, Daenerys totally blew, almost blew like a, well, the Night King actually blew the 3-1 lead in the Battle of Winterfell. That was very (laughs) Warriors-esque. Like, he had it, he had it, and then, like, Arya, the block on Igudala at the other end of the floor. It was just like, dude. (laughs) Like, I've never seen such a, I have not, like, honestly, I can't think of a more historic collapse than the is Warriors. Arya Lebr- is Arya LeBron right now? Arya's like, I feel like Arya's a LeBron of this universe. Or the Justice Winslow. Justice better. <laughs> there you go. Why haven't we why haven't we done Photoshops yet of Justice on Arya? <laughs> Edit GIFs of Justice on Arya. Oh man. Dwayne and Gabrielle are at the uh, Met Gala. Dwayne is wearing like an Assassin's Creed hood with it with a jacket. I love Dwayne. I, you know, I love this post-retirement Dwayne. It's been great. I hope he sticks around the organization. Like, it's just wonderful. He's going to get so fat. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what? I'm a little concerned about that. Let's talk about that. And what are the betting odds for Dwayne Wade like getting pudgy? Like, I don't want him to be Antoine Walker. Look, I am totally down for Dwayne Wade to dominate the Big Three League in like five years. Mario Chalmers joining the Big Three League after winning with uh, he what was his um, was it was it uh Juventus his his uh he played for Italy. No, I know. Was it Juve? Let me see. Oh, I don't know. I can't. I don't know the team. Looking it up. Looking it up. He was uh uh blow uh uh over the weekend. Yeah, he won a European championship. He's won an NCAA championship, an NBA finals championship, and now he's won a EuroLeague championship. Bologna bad boys as Mario. Bologna. Bologna bad boys. All he does is win. How many people have won a European championship, an NBA championship, and an NCAA championship? I think probably is Mario Walker. Probably only one. What a winner, dude! What the guts? Game, yo, game seven for life, dude. Do you remember the guts that he had in game seven? Do you remember that, Brian? It was game three? Well, I'm, you're talking about the Spurs series. I'm thinking what? of the, the Thunder series. When LeBron went out the cramps and then Chalmers yeah. to the rescue. Have you noticed that yeah. whenever LeBron had cramps, we all wanted Dwayne to be the one to step up, and it never was Dwayne. Nope. It was like Dwayne, come on, do something, and he just, he just, he just did it. It was always, it was real. But he was good that first, that first series uh, against Dallas. Dwayne was amazing. He would have won, he he won that. He been Finals MVP. Yep. And you know what's funny? Like I think that a lot of that, like that Dirk Finals, like I feel like that's a lot of mythology because Dirk wasn't that great against the Heat in in the finals. Nope. Like I'm, I'm gonna pull up the stats right now. Like I think that's grossly overstated. Like what killed the Heat? Like Dallas did not play well. Miami just completely like LeBron played them out of it. Cause like I'm gonna pull up like the the averages. I think like Dirk was like at 21 a game or something. Like it was something like so. Dirk was at 26 a game. He had he was 26. Let me, let me get the uh, let me get the averages. Are these just totals? Does basketball reference only give me totals? That's unfortunate. No, it gives you percentages too. No, I wanted I wanted like rebounds. And I stuff mean, look, like yeah, Jason Terry shot fifty percent from the field, forty percent from three, scoring eighteen points a game. Like uh, Jason Kidd shot forty three percent from three in the finals. Deshaun Stevenson shot fifty six percent from three. Dirk went forty five <laughs> for forty six from the free throw line that series. Jesus Christ! I mean, maybe he had a good series. Maybe we were wrong. I, I think know. it might have been the the 06 finals is what everyone. No, no, I mean, yeah. Dirk was pretty mortal. I mean, the only thing is that Dirk shot 98%. There we go. I think 26 and 10, I guess. 26, oh. 2.7.7 per game. What's his, um, what are his wind shares? How lame are we that we're looking at Dirk's win shares? What do you mean how many win shares? He won four games in a seven-game series. That's what are his damn win shares? 33 usage. He won four games out of a seven-game series. That's his win share. I mean, Dwayne, I mean, Dwayne was a monster that series. I need the I need the stats because he got hurt and then he stopped being he was like <laughs> Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne was uh, scoring 27 a game, seven rebounds, five point two assists. One and a half steals, one and a half blocks with 55% from the field. True shooting of 61%. That's yeah. Pretty damn good. What was, it, what, was it, what was the three-point shooting? 30%. But the free throws. Ah. He was he was amazing, man. 
but JJ Barea totally. Chris Bosh scored more points in that finals than LeBron James. That's insane. Think about that. The big three, they were all Jason in the hundreds. Terry scored more points in that series than LeBron James. No way, dude. Wow, you're so right. Jason Terry had 108 points in that series. LeBron James had 107 points in that series. I feel like... Are you, are you tweeting that out? Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, because, like, dude, I mean, that's the series right there. Jason Terry outscored LeBron in a six-game series. What a fucking time. Mike Bibby gave him, Mike Bibby had 19 damn points that series. Thought he was going to save our season. Should have had Troy Murphy. You're listening to the Five Reason Sports Network. We've created a menu of intelligent and entertaining content on demand for commutes, workouts, and more. And by now, you're already familiar with the 15 different podcasts in our network. Today, we are proud to announce the premiere of our brand new website, FiveReasonSports.com. On it, you'll find columns from more than a dozen of our hosts, many who are professional writers in the market. Watch original videos from shows like Miami Heat Beat and Balls Cast. Browse our full merchandise shop. And unlike other outlets in the area, there's no paywall. Everything is absolutely free. All of this from a network that's credentialed from all five major sports teams in South Florida. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's free? We're by Miami for Miami. We're sports on your schedule. We're Miami Sports On Demand. We're the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Go to 5reasonsports.com today.